Welcome to this latest edition of the podcast, the Black Hole Podcast. Today, uh, we're going to cover something, a topic near and dear to my heart, and probably near and dear to the hearts of many, many of us out there of, of my generation. It's uh, drugs, the drug culture, and how it affects African Americans, how it keeps African Americans from progressing. Now, drugs, drug culture, it affects all groups, right? Any group that has uh, drug issues in their community will be affected negatively by drugs. Uh, you see with Native Americans, see with uh, European Americans. The difference is for the European Americans is that, I mean, once you, I mean, if you are the majority of the population, your group already already has some wealth built up for the most part. You got some privileges. Our privileges come easier to you. Then, uh, you know, the drugs are going to have less of an impact. You know, the black community, African American community is going to have a, a greater, much greater impact. And in fact, you can pinpoint drug culture to a lot of the chaos and disorder that was facing the black black community. 70s, 80s, 90s, and still till this very day. Disorder and chaos that many of us were raised into, we were brought into that system of that. Uh, before drugs really hit the scene in the 60s, uh, black communities had higher marriage rates, less rates of out-of-wedlock births, less, less criminal activity going on. You get the 60s, you got that hippie crap popping up, and drugs are everywhere now was were the drugs released into the community i don't know but to me it probably it's probably i i would say maybe there were some cia guys looking to make some money let it loose and maybe a group from there but how does cocaine and heroin get from overseas into these urban black neighborhoods like it did you know how did it get so widespread i don't know need to research that topic a little more but I don't think it's a coincidence. But anyway, back to how it affected us. You know, before African Americans, we always all, already were facing oppression, diminished opportunities. But I look at my grandfather's generation. They managed to persevere, get some uh, sort of success. I mean, I had aunts and uncles that went to school during segregation that were able to graduate college and get good jobs, you know. I see my generation and there's like a, a difference. They they accomplished more with way less. We, um, in theory, on paper, we had a lot more and we accomplished way less, I do believe. And to point, I, I think drug, the drug culture, the acceptance of drugs by the greater society and by the African-American community pinpoints uh it's a cause. It's a cause of this. I'll say this. Uh, many of our fathers, uncles, and I think I'm, I'm about 100% of us have a father, uncle, someone, you know, close to us that some type of drug addict, some type of crackhead, heroin head, whatever. And it was just so common. You know, those men left the family. The women had to step up, work more can't raise the kid you can't raise the kids properly when you have to work uh 
you got to work as much as possible to survive. Who's watching the kids? No one's watching the kids. You know, the streets are watching the kids. The the te- television is watching the kids. The media is watching the kids. And that doesn't uh, instill instill uh, the attributes needed to be successful. And thus, many of us fall to the wayside. Like I said, wasted human potential. Many African-Americans have wasted human potential. They could have did more. They had a better start. If they just had a better start, they could have got off. They could have done a little better. You know, it's like a race. They blow. They they shoot the gun. People take off running, and you're held back for five minutes. Yeah, you're not going to win the race <laughs> unless you're Usain Bolt. Melvin, even Usain Bolt could have won that probably. But unless you're just naturally exceptional, you're not going to win the race. And most people are not naturally ex- exceptional in any kind of way. Most people are just normal, average. And it's those who suffer the most. And so it gives you just even more to try to climb out of because absentee, drug addicted, junkie parents or parents that are involved in the drug trade, dying or going to jail, getting raised by grandparents who are probably too tired to raise you properly, getting raised in the streets, boys getting in crime to make that drug money, girls going to the streets, getting knocked up having teenage pregnancies. It all goes back to the drug culture. And uh, I focus on a lack of father because usually, even if in the worst circumstances, it's rare for women to abandon their kids. Even the worst circumstances, it's rare, actually. That's why you don't hear about, like, oh, my mother abandoned me. It's like a big shock. But men, yeah, men abandon their children more often. More often, uh, that's what you're going to hear. That's going to be the case. And often those men are involved in criminal activity. They go into jail or they're themselves. They're strung out on some kind of type of drug or some kind of narcotic. In my case, my father was many other people's fathers I knew were. And it was just a, it was just a common thing. And that has to have a, that has a great effect on the culture. That has a great effect on the people. It just, uh, it's a major handicap to get over. I see, uh, I, I have a, a friends and associates of, of other backgrounds, right? Other ethnic groups. And without, without fault, the ones that had a father in their lives, yeah, they, they had a much easier time in life. They can be, they can, they can be mediocre and they have a pretty decent life. I noticed that like, oh, this, you think like this guy's mediocre. Why is his life so good? You know, or this guy's a straight up loser, but why is his life? Okay. Why is his life better than mine? Well, it's because he had a father there. That gives you a little extra. Gives you an extra little something, you know, a little cushion. At least someone's there to tell you, give you some kind of guidance. And the drugs, and those, and those people, their parents are not drug addicts. The fa- I know some fathers that stick around, they're not drug addicts. Maybe they might drink or something, but they're not drug addicts. They're not in the streets doing, co- doing a crack, shooting up heroin. They're not doing that, you know. Most of them not even smoking weed, you know, but that's how it affected the past. It affected this current generation. And someone had the bright idea to uh, now drugs are being more, even more, even more now acceptable. You got when people walk around smoking weed. I never thought I'd see the day where people could smoke the weed legally. And, you know, I don't think people should go to jail for weed, but it shouldn't be something considered as... Any type of narcotic, even getting drunk or inebriated, shouldn't be considered as something acceptable to do. But these people 
yeah, they love their weed, they love their drugs, and it's only gonna get worse because there's no there's no voice pushing back against it now at all. I mean, back when we was younger, we had this we had a dare program, and people thought it was corny. But if you were in a drug, if you were in a drug environment, having someone say don't do drugs, it might it might seem simple, but that might be the only person you have. That dare program might be the only people saying don't do drugs. You know, everybody else is like, okay, drugs is just a normal part of life. And I signed this paper back in fourth grade, said I will not do drugs and you know, the DARE program. I, I and I I kept my I kept my word to that because I, I knew for firsthand how bad the drugs were. I knew firsthand the effects, the negative effects it has on a family, has on neighborhoods, and yeah, I don't want to touch this stuff, but uh, you know. Dare is wrong. They can't have that now. You can't say no to drugs. You can't say no to anything. Everything's accepted nowadays. Everything's acceptable. And I just pity the future because now there's no voices saying don't do drugs. It's all, oh, do more drugs. Because you know why they want you to do more drugs? Because it affects the African-American community so much. It keeps it keeps us, uh, I mean, they don't have to oppress us anymore, really. We oppress ourselves. You, you take that, you shoot up. You smoke that crack pipe. I think Biden just gave some more crack pipes out, right? You smoke that, put your lips in that crack pipe. Yeah, you you oppress yourself. You know, you do those drugs, you sell those drugs, you go, you get locked up, you oppress yourself. So there's no reason for white supremacy. White supremacy barely touches us nowadays, truthfully. We we do a good job of oppressing ourselves now. But that's it for this one. And uh, winners don't do drugs. Say no. Don't touch the stuff, especially if you have children. Don't touch the stuff. If you think about having children, stop it. Stop smoking weed. Stop doing whatever. Raise your kids properly.